Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Everybody, Richard Bliss Brook here with Bliss Business for yet another Hero Call. This is Hero Call number 79. Every other Wednesday night, we find somebody in the network marketing community that is building a legitimate, substantial, ethical company. We vet the company as much as we vet the leader building in the company. Uh, we find somebody that has spent four or five years building an ethical, beautiful, residual income organization, and we invite them to come and tell, our, tell their story. So, of course, most of the people, if not all the people that we're interviewing, have done exceptionally well in building their organization. Some of them have have built an organization and built incomes that almost defy belief. And some of them, you know, have built extraordinary incomes that don't necessarily defy belief, but they're certainly extraordinary. They're certainly one out of a thousand. And the first thing I want to say about the people that we interview here on the Hero Call is uh, we are not suggesting because somebody builds what they build on a Hero Call that any of you will. We're acknowledging these are exceptional people that have produced exceptional results. They're not average. You know, somebody asked me, well, more than once, what does the average distributor earn? You know, they've asked me, what's the average distributor in your company earn? And my answer to that's always the same, nothing. <laughs> average people don't build residual income and in network marketing. It is an opportunity for exceptional people, ambitious people, people that are willing to take on a new enterprise and learn something new and be coached by somebody and do things that they're maybe a little afraid to do or uncomfortable in doing, you know, have some fun, travel the world, meet a bunch of people they've never met before. It's, it's not your average Joe opportunity. And so the people that we look for are people that you know, have just done something extraordinary, something that you all can listen to, listen to the story, and get inspired. So these are not necessarily training calls, although you'll get some great tips. These are designed to be calls that inspire you to be able to add to your own story and your own vision, hey, I believe I can do that. If this couple did it, I can do it. They're also designed for you to stimulate your thinking that you might ask yourself, who do I know like this couple? Who do I know that comes from where this couple comes from? Not, 
geographically, but sort of their place in life. Who do I know like these people? And you can use these hero calls for prospects. So if you have somebody uh, with Anna or Yaman's background, you know, in the, the business that they came from or the career that they came from, um, you know, you can share these hero calls with prospects and say, hey, look at what these people did. You know, it's not any different than showing people a four-year career and pointing to a particular story in the back of the book that you think might resonate with them. So that's the purpose of what we're doing here tonight. We have an extraordinary couple, Anna and Yvonne Lozano. They're building in USANA. They've been building in USANA for seven years, which is a beautiful thing. They have completed their four-year career and beyond. Uh, and their numbers, you know, I'm kind of a numbers guy, so, you know, one of the first things I tell people that, you know, they say, oh, I want to build a million-dollar business, okay, well, the first thing you're going to have to come to grips with is you're going to have to personally recruit, you know, 70 to 100 people in the next two years. You're going to have to see yourself as a recruiter. You're going to have to be willing to... Um, you know, kind of step outside your ego and step outside your image and see yourself as a corporate recruiter. Because as a network marketer, we, we basically have three roles. One of, one of them is to use the products that we're selling, like be our own best customer. Like use our products so ambitiously and so creatively that we have story after story after story after story about what these products do. That's pretty simple to do. The next thing we do as a network marketer is recommend the products to other people. And, you know, that's the selling part. That's where you're, you're gathering customers. But it's not like going door to door and knocking on doors and telling people about the product. All you really have to do to, to fulfill the recommend role is listen to people. Listen to people talk about problems they have that your products can solve. And then all you have to say is, hey, have you ever tried USANA products? Have you ever looked at USANA Nutrition? Have you ever looked at this product by USANA? And of course, probably everybody that you know is going to say no. And then you just tell them your story. That's what a recommender does. The third thing a network marketer does is recruit. Because how you make the most amount of money in network marketing is build a big team of people that are using and recommending the products. A big team of people that are using and recommending the products. And you have the, mo the ultimate supercharger, quantum leap, turbocharged mechanism to help you build that sales team, and that's geometric progressions. The fact that everybody on your team has the opportunity to build a team from day one creates that compounding and geometric progression effect. And so you can build a large team. But just like compounding, it takes time. You know, if you take a penny and you double it every day, how much do you have at day 15? You have $178. It's nothing. You know, if, if I tried you to invest yourself in doubling the penny every day for what you're going to get money-wise, you know, most people would quit after three or four days. They'd certainly quit after two weeks. I've been doubling this penny every day for 15 days, and all I have is $178. It's because they don't know how much the penny's worth after 30 days. And I know probably a lot of you on this call know it's worth over $5 million. That's the compounding effect. 
but the real powerful compounding doesn't take place until the last six months, until the last six weeks, until the last six days. And so the people that make it in network marketing or understand that, they've got to use their products really creatively and powerfully. They've got to recommend their products to people passionately and powerfully. And they've got to be a professional recruiter. And they've got to recruit 70 to 100 people their first couple of years in the business. And they have to accept the fact that what they're going to earn the first couple of years in the business is like 178 bucks, Because the last two years in the business is when geometric progressions can explode them a sales organization. So this couple tonight has nailed the numbers. They've, they've picked an extraordinary company. USANA is one of the best companies in our industry. Been around for, gosh, 30 years at least, and just keeps growing every year, winning awards every year. Great ownership, great leadership, great products. So Anna and Yvonne, I'll quit talking and start asking you questions. Tell us, first of all, how did you first hear about network marketing and who introduced you? And when I say who, I don't mean their name necessarily, but how did you know them? Tell us your story. Awesome. Well, first and foremost, Richard, thank you so much for inviting us on this podcast. We are so grateful to be here. And um, yeah, absolutely. So I just actually filled out this uh, interview form about becoming a side hustler or being a side hustler. And so when I was looking back at my journey, starting from university to climbing the corporate ladder, I realized that I've always been a side hustler. And so when I moved back from Mexico City to Canada in 2010, after Yvonne and I decided that we're common law, we're moving, we're moving to Canada together, we're going to build our future here, I realized once I got back into corporate marketing in Canada that I needed a side hustle. I wasn't doing anything on the side. And so I started meeting female entrepreneurs in and around Toronto and just picking their brain, seeing what they're doing, what are they passionate about, what's fueling their soul. And I came across this beautiful woman and um, her name is Leanne Jacobs. And she started talking to me about cells and cellular health and building this beautiful online empire. And I was just fascinated by her energy. I was fascinated by her story. She was also a corporate marketing executive. And when she said she can teach me to do what she's done, I was all in. And so at that point, I was living... Um, in Toronto, just waiting for Yvonne to get his papers to come and join me. And I said, yes, I gave her my credit card. And then I called Yvonne and I said, hey, babe, we started this vitamin business. And, <laughs> and I'll let him take, take it on from here to really understand his perspective, because he knows I'm always the crazy one. I always have these crazy ideas. I always side hustle. I always do a million things at once. And so what did you think when I called you that and said, hey, babe, we just started a vitamin business? Well, I wasn't surprised. I mean, um, well, first of all, uh, good, good, good night, everyone. I was surprised. I mean, Anna has always, like she mentioned, always been uh, a hustler and, and always has something on the side. But I didn't get at all what she was talking about. <laughs> she was talking about vitamins and, and cell nutrition and things and, and concepts that we've, we've, never, you know, be, be, uh, we've never known before. 
So I didn't understand at all what she was saying, but I, want, I wanted to support her. I wanted to be, and, and I knew if she's gonna do something, she's gonna take it far. So I wanna be there for her. So I just gave her my credit card number and we started a business. <laughs> Beautiful. And so tell us about, <clears throat> you had some really good mentoring early on. Your sponsor, she had built a beautiful business that inspired you. What did you learn from her? Mm. So Leanne and I got right into action. And so I'm the type of person when I say yes to something, I go all in. And so, you know, I'm climbing the corporate ladder, but now I have this side thing that I'm so excited about. And so we got right down to work. Um, what I did not know is what is network marketing? Because I had gone to a really good business school in Canada and I, and I was, I mean, trained to climb the corporate ladder, I really I've never heard of the industry of network marketing. And so she had to teach me first and foremost what it was all about, what I had to do, um, the skills, but also the mindset, you know, shifting from a corporate professional to a business owner is a very different mindset. And so not only did we start doing meetings right away, um, I remember our first presentations when I invited my best friends to take a look at this. I was so petrified because, you know, there is a certain judgment and, and preconception when it comes to network marketing. But um, thankfully, she was there beside me, and uh, and we got rocking and rolling. We enrolled first four people within the first eight weeks, and that really was the foundation of, of our success. Yeah, so um, one of the questions I asked you is, in the first 90 days, how many people did you per personally enroll? And the number I'm looking at here is 15, which is, you know, such a fantastic start you know, it's like five people a month for the first three months. That's really good. How many people in the first year? 23. How many in the second year? 37. Wow, in the third year, you personally enrolled 60 people. Tell us, what did you learn about inviting people to take a look at your opportunity? What have you learned that works? What have you learned that didn't work? What happened between year two and three that you almost doubled your recruiting, which is, you know, what most people would have done on after two years is recruited a lot less because, you know, you know so much about the opportunity, you know how hard it is, and you're kind of maybe a little bit burned out. How is it that you recruited almost twice as many people? <laughs> So it's, it's actually an awesome question because the way that I looked at it from the very beginning is that you need to enroll people in order to make this business successful. And because we had decided from the very beginning that this was going to be the vehicle that was going to retire me from corporate initially, then was going to retire Yvonne from corporate, then was going to be our freedom vehicle to really live the lifestyle of our dreams. And if for that matter, recruiting was the number one thing that was going to get us there, one of, the, one of the most important things, I would say the number one thing, then there was no option. I had to recruit. And so what happened in year one and two is pretty much I was trying to enroll anybody and everybody, you know, going from, you know, really all my lists 
starting with family and close friends and then colleagues and ex-colleagues and people I went to school with. And, you know, it didn't really work well. And then when we caught momentum, like a lot, we, we started growing from the very beginning, but the momentum really happened between year two and three where our business really started growing quickly. Um, not only did we have the right people on the team that started duplicating, but that energy also motivated us to keep going and sharing the, the opportunity with others. And so really that's where I think the, the switch happened from you know, 23 to 37 to 60 is because my own belief and Yvonne's belief grew by year three. But now looking at year three, that's also when Yvonne retired corporate was was September 2013. So now it wasn't just me recruiting, it was now both of us recruiting. Right, and, and I think a lot of factors came into play, but I think, I believe between our third and our, th and our third, uh, sorry, sorry, our second and our third year, especially during our third year, we really uh, started to focus on building skills. Believe it or not, I think um, at the beginning of our business, we were a lot of, a lot of ignorance on fire, if you will, <laughs> like a lot of, right. a lot of yeah. um, you know, a, lot, a, a big energy, a lot of, a lot of action. But um, between uh, years two and three, we started really um, looking at it in a more professional way and really developing our skills. And I, will, I, I remember, if I'm corrected, um, that's when Eric Worre launched his book, and that book really helped us in, 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 in bearing our skills. And, we and when that book came out, we started looking out a lot outside of our company for trainings, including your book, Richard, and a lot of these tools that we didn't use before were used at that time. And I think that gave us a big, big boost in enrolling because we just really became, became better at it. So what did you learn from Eric's book, GoPro? So you started to hone the skills. What are the skills that you learned from GoPro that you see made a difference? Well, I think, I think the, the skill was there. It just wasn't defined properly, right? You know, like um, in the book, it, it is very step-by-step. Step. It's the one, two, three, the four uh, core skills, and then the other, the other three, so the seven skills overall. But we didn't have it defined properly. We didn't know how to explain it in a way that people understood. It was always in a way that um, we were taught uh, how to do it, but it, was, it wasn't resonating with everyone. And, and I think for us, we just became better at um, understanding the skill, better explaining it, and by better explaining it and, and obviously practicing it, which just it just became you know it became huge. Mm. But at the at the same time, we were both full time in 2013, so that also gave us more right. time to focus on right. the business. And when Yvonne says defining the skills, you know. When you're inviting, you're inviting and not presenting. A lot of people tend to invite, present, follow up, kind of all in one conversation, and it's too much information for the average person to handle. And so when you really um, separate the skills and you focus on the invitation is the invitation, and then you present as a next step. And then you book a follow-up after the presentation. And you really take it step one, two, and three, and then four, rather than doing it all at once. So even if you're excited, people will listen to you. But when you make it more systemized, that's when things to really start to duplicate and the momentum is, is on fire. Yes, and one of the things that it requires 
to break all that into steps is patience. Mm. And, you know, so few network marketers have the patience. They tend to, if you think about it, if you think about, like those of you that are listening, just think about your own experience. How often were you coming from sort of a feeling of desperation that, you know, I need to recruit some people because I don't have enough people. I don't have enough people in the pipeline. I don't have enough people looking at it, thinking about it. What that tends to lead to is desperation. And so the people that have figured out, you know, the skill part of this, part of the skill part of this is to have patience. The patience to be able to first connect with somebody. And that connection might take, days or weeks to develop until you just know the right time is to invite them. And then the invite is totally separate from the presentation and it might be a week or two or more before you actually present and then you follow up. So what I would ask you both to address now is how did you develop the patience to break the process into all those steps and at the same time maintain a high level of momentum and action so that you have a lot of people in the pipeline? That's such a great question and it really is all about patience and I feel that, you know, it comes down to making that decision at the very beginning for us and for anyone who's listening to this, you know, if you've kind of been flirting with this business for some time now, or you're just getting started, or maybe you were in huge momentum and then slowed down, it doesn't matter when you make that decision. But at some point, you just got to decide that you're going to do this, and you're going to commit to it, you're going to commit to the four-year career, and you're going to take the action no matter what. And so I wanted to start there because, you know, sometimes people have been in for, let's say, a few years, and then they kind of feel bad and they don't know how to get back into it. What we're encouraging you guys to do today is just decide that this is the vehicle that is going to make you financially free. This is the vehicle that's going to transform your lifestyle. And so for me personally, I did that at day one. So day one, when Leanne introduced um, USANA to us in 2010, I was all in. And so when, meaning all in, I understood that patience was a part of this equation. And so if you guys haven't read Richard, Richard's book, it is a four-year career for a reason. For us, really, at four years, that's when we reach the peak of our business. And so some people start and they're, you know, three weeks in, six months in, and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. But when you commit to the game long term, when you commit to being patient, and in, in terms of taking the steps and, and following the system, guys, this industry works. And so... I just committed to, to, to all of it at the beginning, and Yvonne did too. And so we have, from day one, been in it for the long term. We, you know, there's always um, other shiny objects that come around, but for us, it's been a legacy business from day one. And so the ups and downs are just a part of it. The, you know, the highs and lows, the peaks and valleys. And so I just, I just feel it for us, it's been a part of it. And, and um, I'd encourage you guys to look at your journey and where you're at. And do you need to be a little bit more patient? Do you need to commit a little bit more? Um, so Richard, 
please repeat a part of the question because I know I went off a little bit on a tangent, but I wanted uh, to add that in. Well, no, I think you, you nailed it. it. It's, you know, the answer you gave was how do you be patient and at the same time be in massive action and create momentum? And it's really all a mental game. It's, as you said, Anna, it's how committed you are, how focused you are, how much you believe in the opportunity. From a practical standpoint, you know, I, I think what might help people understand how do you be patient and break everything into steps, one way to be patient is to have plenty of people in the pipeline. Right. So like probably mistake number one that people make in network marketing is they think they can get away with talking to fewer people than is required to build a four-year career. You really do need to talk to people on a regular basis and in order for this to work. And yet, it, it takes such a, like a comparative little effort to be exceptional. So consider this. I know some of you have heard me say this before. But if you just invited one person a day, seven days a week, to look at your opportunity, and you did that for 90 days, do you know that you would be in the top 1% of your class? You'd be in the top 1% of everybody that joined. You'd be probably in the top one-tenth of 1%. So if 1,000 people joined your company on the same day you did, and you actually went out and talked to one person a day, seven days a week for 90 days, you'd be one out of 1,000. And, you know, you've heard all these statistics about, well, 95% of the people or 99% of the people in network marketing end up failing. Well, you know, everybody wants to blame network marketing and the company and whatever for that. But the truth is 99.9% .9 of the people, they don't ever do the work. And if you want to if you want to build a million-dollar business, my gosh, you've got to work. And even one person a day, if you think about that, that's, you know, that's, you're going to end up doing a presentation a week. You're going to end up enrolling one or two people a month, even at that small amount of effort. And that makes you exceptional. So, Yvonne, do you have a perspective on that? Like, I guess one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Yvonne, is where did you find your best prospects? Like, did you have a niche? Did you have certain people that you found you liked to talk to that were more receptive and more productive than others? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I just wanted to add to the previous question. You're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the pipeline. Um, we knew we're going to take this to the top. It's going to, it's going to take time. But we also knew that if we want to shorten those times, we needed to fill up our pipeline as much as we could. Um, in terms of prospects, it's, it's funny because Anna and I are very different. Um, Anna is a, a, a social butterfly, if you will. She's very <laughs> open. Always, you know, she's talking to everyone. And, and she, it's funny because sometimes, I mean, in the past, uh, we would just be driving and she would – I mean, she would use any opportunity that we were stopped to ask someone uh, how to get to where we were going. And it used to really bother me because I'm like, I know where we're going. I know how to get there. And, and she's like, well, it's not about that. It's not a, I know, you know, it's not about that. It's about 
you know, uh, asking questions, practicing the skill of asking, 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 uh, asking questions, and meeting new people. You know, and you never know uh, when a question is, is going to lead to a conversation, and a conversation is going to lead to a, um, a, a partner or even just a friend or whatever it is, right? But it's always about having those conversations and asking questions is definitely the, the way to start. And Anna is a master of that. And for me, it was quite different because I'm, a, I'm an introvert by nature. So I have to turn on that extrovert. And it was, it's definitely a skill that I had to learn. And still to the day, when we go to conventions and there's you know, hundreds of, and thousands of people, I still, I still come back home and, and close myself in my room for a, for a day or so because I need to recharge my, my introvert. <laughs> <first, right? laughs> right. But it's so true. And, and, and for us, like, we attract very different people into our business, uh, funny enough. Um, it's, I mean, I don't think we, we have a filter. At some point in our business, we, we were thinking about just, you know, well, uh, we're like, well, uh, we're doing well now. We can decide who to work with, and we're just going to work with these kind of people, right? Self-motivated, leaders, and this and that. Um, but uh, uh, one of our mentors, and this is a lady that we coached um, half of the year last year with, she was, she was we were asking, asking her about that, and she was, well, here's the thing. The business of network marketing, and really any business, has a way of rooting people out of it, right? So if you filter, if your net is small and you're only cutting a couple of people, then um, the possibility of getting a leader or a diamond underneath you, it's, it's going to be hard. Instead of that, cast the net wide and as many people as you can and let the business push uh, the people that are not going to do anything out, 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 out of itself so um, with that in mind, we've changed our, our approach, and we're really talking to as many people as we can and let uh, things take their course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Great answer. So mm -hmm. Anna, um, tell me, what are some of your favorite questions? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm a new mom. We're both new parents. And so my favorite question now is, how old is your baby? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that gets it started. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh, they're so cute. How old are they? Yeah, super simple. And, and that's the thing, uh, Richard, is people just overcomplicate this business so much. And the reason why people are not having conversations on a daily basis is simply because they think they need to bring up the company, they need to bring up the opportunity, they need to bring up the product. And I am going into these conversations with, I don't know where it's going to lead to, but I might make a new friend. And so funny enough, I have a dear friend listening in right now, and we took our little ones to a gymnastics class. And after the class, I was like, oh my goodness, this girl is good. She's Fierce. She has a great personality. She's Brazilian. She's gorgeous. She cares about beauty. I just screwed up because I didn't get her contact information. 
So as I'm driving home, my baby's in, in, the, in the car seat. I'm like, I need to find this girl's number. I don't even remember her name. And so I called from my phone um, as I'm driving. I, I pull over. I find the, gym's, the, the little gym's number. I call the studio and I said, hey, I'm just a mom. I was just at the previous class. I met this wonderful lady. She was Brazilian. She had a son named Max, but I can't forget. I can't remember her name. Would it be possible if you could share with me her contact details? And they did because we were both in the class. And now we've developed a beautiful friendship. She joined another company, but that's all good. And we never know what the future is going to hold. But that to me is how I operate is I don't know, I might form a beautiful friendship with someone or they might become a leader in my organization, but why not ask? Why not converse? Why not add them to Facebook? And why not potentially transform their life? And so that's the kind of energy that I'm approaching each day with. And I have so much fun with it. And I've made so many incredible relationships throughout the years. Some have joined our business, some haven't, some have joined other companies. And I just have so much fun with it. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's a, that's a secret right there. You get that mojo going <laughs> and you'll recruit all kinds of people. And I think the most important thing is you'll inspire your group to follow that same model. You know, what you said, Anna, about um, – people thinking they have to bring the business up and they have to ask in a certain way and they have to follow a script or they have to, they have to do it right. I mean, there, I mean, there's probably 20 books written out there just about success in general. It's like, don't worry about doing it right, just do it because all the people that are worried about doing it right, they're spending all their time worrying and they're not doing anything. And one of the one of the surveys that I've done at large generic events, you know, thousands of people from hundreds of different companies, is ask them to think about what was the pitch, if you will, that your sponsor gave you that had you just take a look. What did they say to you that had you take a look? And sort of remember what that is, and then what I want you to do is match that up against what you're teaching everybody in your group to say, and then raise your hand if the line, if you will, the pitch, if you will, that got you to take a look, is anything remotely close to what you're teaching your people to do? And then keep your hand up if the pitch that got you to take a look is anything you would even ever consider teaching any of your people. <laughs> and the reality of that survey is that if you, if you, just, if you survey people even that you, know, you make $10,000 a month or more in network marketing, what they'll tell you is the pitch that had them take a look was pathetic. You'd <laughs> never find, you would never find it in a training book. Nobody would ever teach people how to do it. It's just completely like off the cuff, makes no sense. Why? Because the person, the sponsor in the moment, they weren't trained and they weren't worried about what to say. They were just motivated to say something. And of course you can say the wrong thing to the right person. 
you can say the wrong thing and alienate people. But if you just say something simple, like one of the, one of the most common responses I got when I asked, well, asked people, well, what did they actually say to you? It was something like, I'd really love it if you'd take a look. Well, that's not going to alienate somebody. That's not dishonoring somebody. That's not being abusive or hypey or weird. or That's not saying the wrong thing to the right person. But that's certainly not, not using a skilled approach. But I think your point is, you know, it really doesn't matter. If you'll just go in authentically, if you'll go in open for all possibilities, if you're curious and let the conversation go where it's ever it's going to go, and when you get ready to invite them, just invite them, however you feel like asking them in the moment. And you will be one out of a thousand. You'll be, you'll be one of the top performers in your company. Okay, shifting gears, more questions. Uh, this one for you, Yvonne. What is the biggest mistake you have made in your network marketing career? And let's say this is a mistake you made. Maybe you made it one time, like it was a big blunder, or maybe it was a bad habit. So, like death of a thousand cuts. What's the yeah. biggest mistake you've ever made? Well, I think we've made pretty much every mistake <laughs> in the book, um, and I think that's that's important. I think that's great because we will learn so much from all of them. And I think for me, and, and listen, my process was com uh, very different than Anna's process in terms of commitment and decision and stuff like that, because she got it from day one. For me, it took a little bit um, long. And, and I think one of the biggest mistakes for me was at the beginning of my career, not to take it seriously and not decide, like Anna said. Um, it took me a year really to understand and fully got, get into the uh, building mode. Um, having said that, I, I think it's part of my story and I think it's important because a lot of people that I encounter and I've encountered throughout the years uh, have similar stories and, have, and, and, and go to this, uh, the, similar, the similar path in terms of maybe signing. And, and, and I always say this, there's, there's two dates in your business, right? I mean, the day you sign and you, the day you actually decide to start your business. And for most people, in my case, it wasn't for me, uh, it wasn't the same date at all, right? So I think it was very important to have uh, in our team, in our, and Anna and I team, have both stories. Um, and one of my biggest mistakes as well was um, not to understand the power of my own story. I, I thought I needed to have a, a tremendous testimony with the product or a, a tremendous success story financially with this company to start talking to people. And that was a big mistake. And, and I saw it replicated at the beginning of my building uh, uh, career um, as well, because it, every, everything duplicates, right? But, um, but now I'm big on that. I, I, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are in life. And, and if you sign today or, or you sign a year ago, your story is very powerful because there's always going to be someone that relates to you. And one of the biggest mistakes was that, not understanding um, from the get-go the power of my own story. Um, and, you know, there's, there's always bad habits, I guess. Uh, for me, one of, one of the things that was hard uh, to acquire as a good habit was the, the, the habit of reading. I hated reading. <laughs> it's, it's, it was just, I just couldn't. Um, and... And it took a while for me to switch my mindset and, and a lot of um, um, pushing, not, I don't want to say pushing, but um, 
a lot of convincing from my wife. I uh, love buying books. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Every other every other day there's a book coming to this house. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, like reading reading was uh, something that I had I, I had to do. I didn't I didn't really like it, but I had to change my mindset and and acquire that habit. That makes sense. Okay, so you've already talked about GoPro. Um, since you had to acquire the habit of reading, what's the most pivotal book? The book that opened your eyes the most, the book that moved you the most, the book that made the most difference for you that you've read since you were in your network marketing career. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite books uh, for sure is uh, Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect. Yep. I think that book is um, just amazing. It really helped me understand and process some of the things that I, I couldn't grasp. Uh, like the, 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 the penny double H, H day, like you mentioned at the beginning, that's one of them. Yep. yep. Um, the, slide, the Slide Edge by Olson. I can't remember his, his first name. Jeff, Jeff Olson. Jeff Olson. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, you know, understanding how, how entrepreneurs think and, and see the world and their perspective and their philosophy is just something that I am fascinated with. Obviously, Eric Worre's book, um, your book, we use it a lot as well, uh, especially with prospects. So for me, um, a lot of a lot of these books have changed my life forever. And and I mean, there's many many others, of course, but I would say these four are for me the core of my of the career of why I'm here today. Yep, beautiful. So Anna, you're the one buying all the books. Are you a reader? <laughs> I am definitely a book purchaser. Um, you know, I was, and then I became a mom. And so my time is, is I mean, now it's getting much easier. Our daughter's one and a half. But um, I really transitioned to podcasts and just listening. Um, but, yeah, I, there's a book on my nightstand, and I try to read at least a book a month. Um, my books range from entrepreneurship to spirituality to really tapping into my feminine side because I'm, you know, my by nature I'm more male energy and, and driven and ambitious and, you know, shifting that into more of a flow um, embodying more flow and more heart and, and really deeply connecting into my feminine nature is, is kind of what I'm into right now. So it's not specifically network marketing, you know, skills. I got that stuff, taking massive action. I got it. It's kind of just my nature. Um, so for me, it's been more of a softening and, um, and, and getting more into my intuition and, and obviously birthing a daughter has, has helped that as well. So, so we are very different, which is why this business works for us. Yeah, that's great. Well, you both have different backgrounds. So, Yvonne, you're an industrial engineer. Um, and, Anna, tell us about your background. Like, what did you do before this? Mm-hmm. So I went to um, one of the top business schools in Canada, which um, made my father really proud because I come from an immigrant family. We, I was born in Poland. We moved to Canada when I was six years old, um, my brother and I. And um, I watched, I mean, I grew up watching my parents work really, really hard. And so I grew up in the family that really valued hard work, valued education, valued, you know, getting a great, safe, secure job and eventually retiring with a pension. And so that was my, 
you know, that's what I grew up um, knowing and that's what I did. So I went to business school. I got a job in marketing, corporate marketing um, sales, sorry, marketing and sales, which was interesting because it was a company based out of Paris that sent me to Mexico City and, and sending so much love to Mexico and Mexico City today. And I hope all of us on the call are. Um, so it was interesting because my career, my first career out of university was in corporate marketing and corporate sales and they brought me to Mexico on a project for an entire year and so it was an incredible experience it was an incredible opportunity to learn Spanish and to meet my husband so <laughs> so it was awesome. yeah it was it was a win-win and so I had always been in that marketing and sales kind of role um, I did the same in in Mexico City where I worked in advertising sales and then when we decided to move back to Canada I was hired by another marketing agency so that was that was my my um, corporate experience so I think it's you know just important to, for everybody to pay attention so here we have an, an Ivy League educated marketing professional and a, a very successful industrial engineer and they both find a home and passion and freedom in network marketing and so if you think about like all of you out there listening and you think about the people on your names list you know one of the most common mistakes that people make is they don't put people on their list and they don't contact people that they think are successful, that they think are already happy, that they think are already living the good life. And we tend to only approach people that we think need extra money or hate their job kind of thing. And you two are a beautiful example of people that were successful and I would assume relatively happy in your careers that just discovered the beauty of network marketing. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Mm, that's, oh, I'll, I'll talk and then I'll, I'll pass it on to Yvonne as well, but uh, you, you nailed it and we, we judge. We come into this industry and we judge and the truth is we never know what's happening behind closed doors and so even though we both had, you know, great salaries on paper, it really came down to our core values and, and what mattered most to us. And from the very beginning, that for us was freedom, it was travel, it was family. Um, we, we valued those things and working a corporate career didn't give us that luxury. And so for me, even going deeper, I always wanted to be a millionaire for the impact. I always wanted to do something big. I wanted to contribute to my family. And, and you know, that stems going way back from, from being an immigrant child. And so, you know, I had big dreams. I had big goals. I had big visions. And I just knew that following you know, climbing the corporate ladder and following that traditional plan just wouldn't get me there. And I, you know, the first book that I actually read was uh, Richard Branson's autobiography. And so I fell in love with the idea of entrepreneurship, but at the same time, never had an idea for a physical product or a service or something to create at that point. 
And so like when I discovered network marketing, I did not know this industry, but it was just to me the the response was like, why the heck is everybody not doing it? Because right. I, right? Like I just saw the vehicle that could take you to whatever that goal dream vision is. And so that's why I leaped because fulfillment and happiness and impact and success and all of those things were very important to me, but they weren't being met through my corporate career. And Yvonne, what would you add to that? Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I just really feel a, a deep sense of uh, responsibility about this industry and, and the fact that uh, we, need, we, as professionals in this industry, we need to take it mainstream. And how can we do that if, if we, don't, we don't bring people that are quote-unquote successful mm. um, view by society and, and they can validate it in turn? And, and I think that I feel, I, feel like, I feel like such a responsibility for that that I, I can't allow myself to judge anyone or, or just take anyone from my list if, if I don't know what's going on in, in the back, right? So, so I, I, I just think that everybody, everybody should be involved in one way or another with network marketing. Yeah, beautiful. So what is the future for the two of you? If, <clears throat> if we were to interview you four or five years from now, how do you see your life and your business evolving? What are you up to? Hmm. Well, it's exciting and it's interesting. I mean, we, in 2016, so last year when, when our daughter was born, it was an incredible year because we really experienced residual income. So as hard as it was for me to not do anything, I just, I really couldn't. Like I had a really um, hard time with my delivery and it was a C-section and I was, you know, in bed rest for a while. And like it was all of the forces of the universe saying, just relax, just don't do anything and, and just enjoy the fruit of your labor. And so you know, 2016 was a very interesting year for us. It was really enjoying the the luxury and the benefit and, and why we build this business, which is residual income. And so it also got me to tap into my other passions and into my other creative zones. And so actually, I started a um, a startup with one of my uh, dear friends in November, which actually just launched this month. And so I always say that network marketing for me will always and forever be the vehicle to teach women, especially ideally moms, how to tap into their leadership, how to tap into their greatness, how to create the lifestyle of their dreams. But at the same time, I also believe it's an, it's an incredible vehicle to then fuel your other passions. And so as I continue to enroll Every single month, I make it a commitment, even though I am working on a startup, to do at least five invites a day. And that is my commitment is even though I don't have massive star goals and, and rank advancements, I'm looking at this from a space of whose life can I transform? Because we truly are living the lifestyle of our dreams. Now, we're still early on in our, in our career. We're seven years in. It's, it's still just the beginning. But 
we really are living the life of our dreams and we're so grateful for that. So who can we add more value to on a daily basis? And so it's, it's really shifted from being the top growers and getting all the awards and being on stage and traveling and speaking to let's enjoy and let's continue to transform lives on a daily basis and, and really just lead with our hearts. I mean, that's been my transition since, giving, since becoming a mom is that I know people need this but I'm doing it in a very heart-led way, in a very fun way, in a very flow way, and I'm also working on other passion projects. That's that's kind of my side. And yeah. and you, Mister Lozano? I'm, I'm <laughs> just excited to see the person we're we're gonna be in the next ten years because mm-hmm. you know the last ten years have been a, a process. It hasn't been easy. Definitely, it's just up and down, learning, failures, if you will, quote unquote, um, a lot of that. But um, we've changed so much. And one of the things that in my mind is so clear is that I'd be forever grateful for this industry, not because of the financial uh, situation we're at, the people we've met in many, many countries around the world, the places we've been because of our, our network marketing company, but really because of the way we're going to raise our daughter mm-hmm. and the way we're going to teach her to think as an entrepreneur from the get-go, as a, as a person of... Um, mindfulness and openness and and never be close to anything and and that for me is the biggest thing about this entire experience with network marketing is that and i can't wait for the next 10 years and become a better person a more skilled person um and inter and turn past that to others and and it's just it's just exciting it's just exciting because not too long ago um five or six years ago i understood that i we are the owners of our own destiny, and we can do with our lives whatever we set our minds to, if we work hard, if we commit, and we're patient. And I can't wait to see um, what's you know what's in, in store for us for the next ten years, and and for everyone else for that matter. Yeah, well, you really hit on something, Yvonne, that I think is is precious and inspirational is to visualize who your daughter is going to be in her life, in her family, in her network, and in the world because she is going to be the beneficiary of an extraordinary, nurturing, positive, inspirational environment. And, you know, most of us, not all of us, but most of us as adults, we are where we're at today um, kind of in spite um, or certainly because of our environment, but most of our parents were not skilled at inspiring young minds. Most of our teachers were not skilled at inspiring young minds. Most of us did not have the benefit that you have in teaching her how to be the best she can be in life. And that's a that's a really extraordinary gift. I want to. I need to wrap this up in the next few minutes. I have one question for you, Anna, a curiosity question, because I think people want to know. And then I'm going to let you turn the tables, and either one of you or both of you can l- wrap this up by asking me a question. Anything you want to ask me that you think will support the listeners or the people on your team that are listening to this. So my question first for you, Anna, is what is the startup company 
Oh, well, thank you. So, you know, it's just this industry has brought us in, welcomed us in, um, transformed our, our world through personal development. And so our startup company is to power the next generation of mindful leaders, and it's called Love Powered Co. And so what we're doing is creating tools that parents can leverage to bring mindfulness into the home, to create deeper connections between parent and child in, in such a connected world and, and stressful world and, and fear-driven world. And our first product is actually called Love Powered Littles, and it's a gorgeous I am affirmation deck, but it's not your typical I am affirmation deck. We go deeper. We help to unveil the 22 powers that exist within our children that we need to teach them from an early age and to really power them on a nightly basis that will help to contribute to building their self-confidence, building their self-worth, building their self-love. And from an early age, because of exactly what you said right before this, is most of us don't didn't have that foundation and we needed to learn um, as adults. We, we got into personal development as adults. And for us, we're just so committed to starting this journey at a young age. And I'm just so grateful that our network marketing business has allowed us to do a startup like this, to do something else on the side as we continue to build this as well. So what is the name of it and how can people find it? Oh my goodness, so grateful. We didn't know we could share this. Well, we're still on Kickstarter. We actually have seven days left in our campaign. If you go to Kickstarter and just search for Love Powered Little, you will find our first product, which is the affirmation deck for children that goes deeper. I love this idea. I love the name too. What a great and, name. And it was available. That's what shocked us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to check it out. It fits right in what we do uh, in Bliss Business in our transformational work. So I know I didn't give you uh, any notice to think about a question, so you have to just trust your intuition. If, you want, if, if I were to answer a question for you, wrapping this up, what would it be? I wouldn't ask a question. Um, uh, you know, the, the experience you have in this industry is, outstanding it's humongous and I would love for you to give me your perspective I mean you've seen this industry transform and mutate and and clear itself out throughout the years but I wanna I want to know um, someone like you who sees this at a thousand feet view overview what do you think is in store for us in network marketing in the, in the years to come mm. that's a good question it's a big question um, it's a big question. Well, you know, I think we're going to be challenged continually by the online um, trends in buying products, in learning about products. Um, I think that's going to challenge us. I don't think that's going to slow us down. You know, I think professions, industries, all industries need competition, they need challenges to keep themselves strong and to keep themselves sharp and to keep themselves reinventing. Um, 
So I think that's that's really good. Um, the future of our industry, I think, is fantastic because of a couple of things. The, the more technology that people allow into their lives, which is you know everything from your Apple TV to your cell phone to your computer to your iPad to your security system to all of your passwords and um, you know all the stuff that you have to keep track of and to the degree that we allow that stuff into our lives it I think it tends to erode our spirit and our soul and our connectiveness with other people and the most beautiful thing that network marketing offers the soul and the spirit is connection with people. Like Anna, you said what's driving you now is, you know, who might you just meet that you end up changing their life? And they're not, their life isn't going to change just because of money or because of the products. Their life is going to change because they get to be part of a community, a part of a tribe, part of a movement, part of a culture that is all about improvement, joy, abundance, adventure, growth. And so if you think about, you know, the, the careers that people choose, how many people get to get involved in a career where all of those things are present, where connection is really an important part of the career, adventure and travel and personal development and fun and recognition and acknowledgement and uh, achievement and being able to help other people. I mean, how many people have a career like that? Network marketing will always flourish because of that, because we know in, until we perhaps destroy our society through technology, we know technology is going to keep growing in quantum leaps to where, you know, our cars are going to drive themselves, and, but you're going to have to remember some more passwords in order for them to, and our food is going to cook itself, and, you know, if, if, if it doesn't cook itself, it's going to drop out of the sky from a drone because Amazon is going to put it on our front doorstep. You know, this stuff is never going to stop, and what people are going to be yearning for at a spiritual level is something to counterbalance that. They're going to be looking for meaning in their life. And the biggest meaning comes from connectiveness. You know, if you could make a million dollars in network marketing, but there weren't any people involved, it'd be like, so what? You know, like, what do I do with it now? Okay, you're a, you're a multimillionaire, but, you know, you don't have any friends. You don't have any family. You don't have anybody to share it to. It's meaningless. Yeah. And so we have such an extraordinary future, and we have challenges. You know, our biggest challenge is there's still so many companies that have mediocre products, products that would never stand up in the marketplace without a compensation plan attached. Nobody would ever be a repeat customer of those products at those prices unless they were involved in the compensation plan. And there's still way too many companies that have mediocre products and because of that then they don't really have any customers and of course the regulators and the media they get up in arms about that and um, 
and you know that all creates bad reputation for us as a profession and like Anna said most earlier most people still have a bad stigma about network marketing if if as an audience you haven't gone to see super MLM man go watch me interview people on the street about network marketing and see what they think about network marketing and what's what's more astounding than their negative opinion is how ignorant they are <laughs> about what it is that we do and right. so for us to take advantage of this extraordinary opportunity we have and for us to serve people the spiritual ride they could be on the business at hand that I think we all need to lock arms in is to not participate in companies that have junk products just because they have a lot of hype and they have a lot of money they're throwing around and they make a lot of promises and then when it comes to um, how we approach people do it authentically do it real do it with patience do it with honor so that if I interviewed as super MLM man everybody that you ever prospected and I asked them hey what do you think about network marketing their response would be well I think it's pretty cool you know I know Anna and Yvonne they, they do it they've talked to me about it I didn't do it I didn't join them but I understand what they're doing like they explained it to me and they explained it to me in a way that was easy for me to understand they didn't push me they didn't manipulate me they didn't tell me if I didn't get in by the end of the month the USANA opportunity was going to be over <laughs> <laughs> you know and all of that kind of junk that people do or you know join my team because we're the fastest growing team and you know all that kind of stuff that people know prospects know that people that approach them what that way you know it's just not the high road it's not the pure approach and so I think we need to change our approach so that when your daughter is out building her USANA business or whatever business she chooses to build 20 years from now the people she's talking to respond differently than our prospects today mm -hmm. and I kind of hold my vision for this profession in the form of a question what could we build what could all of us build in all of our companies and how fast could we build it how much more efficiently could we build it how much more successful could the people that we enrolled be in their first four years if most of the marketplace understood network marketing the way we understand it and the last five or six times they were approached they were approached with honor and transparency and curiosity and authenticity such that the way they were conditioned was hey this is something worth looking at maybe it's for me maybe it's not for me but I certainly don't mind looking because the people that are asking me to look are pretty cool and I think that's our challenge yeah it starts with us yep be the change and I want to thank you Anna and Yvonne for uh, being the kind of leaders that we at Bliss Business are looking for looking to embrace looking to be inspired by giving us an opportunity to interview you you're changing lives tonight one of the things I love about these podcasts is 
you know, you're going to change lives five years from now from somebody listening to this. And it, you know, could be in Africa, could be in South America, could be anywhere in the world. And they're going to listen to your story and you're going to inspire them to not only do it in a big way, but do it right. So I thank you thank for being you who you so are. Much. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you do for this industry. It's been truly an honor. Thank you so much. And guys, go and impact your own life and impact the lives of others. We have an incredible vehicle that we own. We'll call it a night. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you again in two weeks for another Hero Call interview. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step -step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.